Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and Welcome to tonight's show. We're entering our Summer Loving Series tonight. And as you know it, Blog Talk is so great. And the switchboard just clicked off. So we're going to go to our intro song uh, to start the show. We're talking about why I love men tonight for our Summer Loving Series Part 1. And we're going to have a great show. So we'll be back right after this song.
are back. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. You know I love all types of music, and tonight kicks off our Summer Loving series all June long on Thursday nights. We're talking about Summer Loving, teaching you how to date right, how to know if it's love or not, how to know if you're ready for marriage, and how to find the mate for you. And on the last Thursday, we're talking about family love, having a healthy family interaction, because I know all of us are going to probably go to family reunions this year, and we want you to have fun instead of being frustrated. So it's all about summer loving, so that was the appropriate song. i like to say hello to everyone that is logging on in the chat, renewing your spirit, and guests, all of our guests, everyone who is online right now. Our topic tonight is Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating, and it is going to be a fabulous show. We have Arthur J.J. Smith, who is the author of the upcoming book, Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating. We're going to have an in-depth conversation. We're talking about it all, why men cheat, why women should learn how to stroke a man's ego, some uh, dating do's and don'ts uh, that you should uh not do on the first date, and a whole bunch more. We would love for you to call in and give us your comments or questions at 347-215-6446. And we also have a boast about your book segment tonight, and we're excited about that. We have Jesse Duckworth. He is the author of the new book, Against All Odds, Men Pursuing Purity in a Pornographic Society. So he's going to come on for about 10 minutes to talk about his book, why he wrote it, and why you should get it. One lucky winner will win a copy of his book, and also one lucky winner will win a copy of J.J. Smith's book, Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating. But you must answer a trivia question, so I'm encouraging you right now to go visit their site. Uh, You can go visit J.J. Smith at jjsmithonline.com and jesse duckworth at jesseduckworth.com. If you're in chat, we have it posted. I want to say hello and welcome to our uh, gold sponsor, Dr. Tanisha Ford, who was on here last Thursday as we talked about forgiveness. If you missed that show, I want to encourage you. You need to go and listen to the archives. Dr. T. Ford, she just opened our minds and our hearts to embrace forgiveness, to learn how to forgive and understand that forgiveness and restoration are not the same thing. When it is uh, proper to not restore a relationship, it was phenomenal. I was blessed. Our listeners were blessed. We keep getting emails about that show. So I want you to go listen to it. Uh, Also, I want you to encourage you to sign up for Tanya's Tips, my free e-newsletter. If you enjoy Real Talk with Tanya White, you will love those newsletters. We give you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. It is sent out every Thursday, and it's free. So visit TanyaWhite.com. T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color.com. And while you're on the site, check out my uh, two books, Relationship Reruns and How to Deal with a Difficult Woman. Get one of those books. Check out our coaching packages, a whole list of other things that we have in store for you on TanyaWhite.com. Some other announcements. Also during the month of June, we're having bonus shows on Monday nights at 7 p.m., and it's our Mega Music Monday show. We're talking about music every Monday on in June. And last Monday we talked to the wonderful, terrific Tasha Scott. And she blessed us. She sang for us. She kicked real talk. And Selena had to reschedule, Selena Johnson. And so she is rescheduled for Monday, June 22nd. So tune into that show as well. This Monday we have 
Terrell Carter from Tyler Perry's uh, The Diary of a Mad Black Woman movie. He was the preacher who sung, Father, Can You Hear Us? He's going to be on here, and my friend Tiffany Cooper is going to be on here. We're talking about music and theater Monday. We're going to have them on. We're going to talk real talk, maybe get them to sing live, and you can ask Terrell and Tiffany any question you want. If you are an aspiring actor or actress, I encourage you to listen to that show as well. Tonight is the first Thursday of the month, and so every first Thursday we have uh, a commentary from the wonderful and dynamic Darnielle Jervie. And so today she's going to talk, give us her commentary, an incredible moment with Darnielle Jervie. And so we're going to listen to that, and after that we will have Jesse Duckworth on the line. Hi, Tanya, and your incredible listeners of Real Talk with Tanya White. This is Darnielle A. Jervie, speaker, author, consultant, and the founder and CEO of Incredible One Enterprises, where our ultimate goal is to help you define the incredible in you with your incredible moment with Darnielle tip for the month of May. I know that it is so important that you realize that yes, you can, and yes, you may make your dreams come true. And our goal, mine and Tanya's goal, is to help you to realize that there are no more excuses. There are no more tools of the incompetent that will build upon monuments of nothingness. Yes, for all of the, those of you who have come through the land of Greekdom, it is time to put it away and recognize that you already possess everything you need to live and be incredibly. I've put together just a few tips for you to offer you my perspective on what it's going to take to maximize and live your life to the fullest. The first thing I want to offer to you is to be authentic. You are the only you for a reason. You were born incredible. You were born with everything that you need already tucked inside. You must learn how to unleash it so that you can truly maximize who you are and who you are created to be. Authenticity is the name of the game. Stop trying to be like Susie. Stop trying to be like Johnny and be like who you are. Be the best be the best you that you can be and recognize that being authentic is what it is truly all about. You were born alone and you have your own set of unique fingerprints for a reason. If God wanted us to be like other people, then he would have made us to be just like someone else. So be authentic. Secondly, I want you to be willing to take risks. You have to risk failure in order to succeed. I'd love to share this story about Colonel Sanders and KFC, who's getting a lot of attention right now because of his new grilled chicken, which is really great, by the way. But KFC was the brainchild of Colonel Sanders after he retired. He had $97 that he received for Social Security, and he had his recipe for finger-licking good chicken. He took that recipe, and he went around to restaurants, and he said that just for a portion of the sales for his chicken dinners, he would cook in their kitchen. And do you know that they laughed at him, and they told him he was crazy? No one wanted to invest in him. 100 people, 500 people, 1,000 people told him no. But do you get the point? He was willing to take the risk because it was not until the 109th restaurant visit that he got a yes. And, of course, we know the rest is history. So he was willing to take risks. 
he was authentic also because his recipe was his recipe and he was not willing to sell that recipe short for the sake of giving up on his dream. Thirdly, I would invite you to put your blinders on and run your own race. Don't be like Becky. Don't be like Johnny. Be like you. Again, I have to say that because it doesn't matter what's going on around you. We need you to focus on your focus if you want to do any and everything and live your life to the fullest. I invite you to put your hands up and pretend as if you can't see the be around, excuse me, where you are and focus. Keep moving or follow one course until it proves to be successful for you. Going back to your authenticity and your ability to be willing to take risks with your blinders on, you will be able to move nicely into the fourth tip and that I have for you today, and that is Nike. Just do it. What is the worst thing that could happen if you could realize the importance of letting the excuses go, burning the box, if you will, and maximizing your ability to live life to the fullest? It is there, and it is waiting for you. What has been earmarked and reserved for you is yours, and no one else can have it. So recognize today, recognize now, recognize often that, yes, you can, and yes, you may make your dreams come true by living your life to the fullest, being authentic, being willing to take risks, putting your blinders on, and after all, just doing it. That is my tip for you. Always remember that if you can see the invisible, God can and will do the impossible. So please give yourself permission to dream the incredible. For more information, please go to www.incredibleoneenterprises.com. So excited, Tanya. Thank you so much. Back to you. All right. Welcome once again to Real Talk with Tanya White. And I'm I'm going to play the correct commentary for this month. That was my fault. Listen, you guys, I am officially on summer break, so my mind is kind of scattered. So please forgive me. Danielle has one for June, and we're going to play it at the end of the show. But right now, we have our uh, Boast About Your Book guest on the line. He is our author, Jesse Duckworth, and plus he is in the education field as well. So that's why I love him. I love to see educators do other things outside the classroom. He is the author of the book, Against All Odds, Men Pursuing Purity in a Pornographic Society. So we're going to welcome him to Real Talk with Tanya White, and he's going to tell us why he wrote this book and why you should get it. Let's click him on. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, Jesse. How are you? Good. How you doing, Tanya? Listen, I am fantastic. I sent my last student home yesterday, so I'm boiling over with joy. How are you? <laughs> Great. Yeah, I uh, just went to a graduation uh, around 10 o'clock this morning, and uh, everything went well. So um, that basically means that the school year is over with. It's a wrap. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Listen, I love, first of all, I love the cover of your book. Thank you. It's very uh Interesting, and I've been reading it. And Good. So, you like? Yes, I really do. And you're going to be with us again on the 18th and to talk more about this. But first, tell us who you are briefly, and then you're going to tell us why you wrote this book. Well, um, I work in the uh, school system. I'm an assistant principal for a high school called Bowser uh, in Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And um, I'm also an advisor for a mentoring program called SOB, which stands for Student African American Brotherhood. It's a mentoring program where we just, you know, help young men uh, prepare for the, you know, real world. You know, they only get four years to prepare uh, for the real world. And so 
uh, we just mentor those guys and, um, you know, do a lot of uh, community service, whatnot. And when I'm not doing that, um, I'm a praise and worship leader um, wow. at Cornerstone Church. Uh, shout out to Bishop Michael Pitts. And uh, I also have uh, had an opportunity to do some traveling uh, with that and speaking uh, Africa twice. Um, I've been to Russia, Mexico City, um, and I also do some blogging for the Christian Post uh, website. Wow. And uh, I'm very well, active. How do you find time to do all that, being an administrator? <laughs> well, um, I guess it's one of the things where, you know, just growing up and in, and in high school, I, I just was involved in a lot of things. A lot of that carried over, you know, with athletics and, you know, you know the homework and stuff and then going to college and yeah. still being involved with athletics. You know, I ran track in college also. So I'm the type of person, I guess I'm just always on the go. I can't sit still type right. thing. And so, you know, if I'm up late, whatever it takes, you know, I'm, I'm just on the move. So That's you make me time. too. I was just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. But you've been to some fabulous places. And, uh, Wow. We're going to talk more about that when you come back. But, hey, okay. Jesse, why did you write this book? Interesting title, I must say, Against All Odds, Men Pursuing Purity in a Pornographic Society. I thought men like porn. They do, actually. <laughs> I thought every man liked porn. <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest with you, uh, men are uh, visual individuals. Yes. And so uh, in a society that we live in, where you're bombarded by sex, sex, sex from selling a beer to selling a hamburger. Yeah. It's just everywhere. Yeah. And um, just as far as I'm concerned, why I wrote the book, um, you know, I also had some personal struggles with that. And growing mm-hmm. up in a home, uh, you know, a Christian home where, you know, you're, you're just taught, you know, this is, you know, young men, you know, how to treat women uh, with respect and, and honesty and you know, wait till you're married before you have sex and all that. And, and, and hearing that and then wanting to do the opposite, it, right. it just became a struggle. Um, right. It was something that I struggled with. And so when it comes to talking to other men, you know, like, am I the only one dealing with this? Most men don't want to talk about that type of topic because, yeah. you know, men, we're just filled with pride. And I think it all comes no, down to No, not you all. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and so it comes down to not wanting to show the other man that you have some weaknesses, and I think that's what it came down to. And so, you know, I just wanted to to shout it out and say, you know what, somebody's got to say something about it. You know, especially for those that are you know Christian men, you know, because it's yeah. like we're trying to live a life of purity, and you got all these things coming at you, and and the results are evident. I mean, every time you turn on the television. You're hearing about a senator or a oh, preacher yeah. or somebody, or you, and you got you know uh, child pornography and and different things going on. You got sexting now in yeah. schools, whatnot. I mean, it's just everywhere. And divorce rates going up and teen pregnancies and all that. And, and a lot of that comes all the way back to the way the media is just is throwing this thing out there. And so, if anybody who is a you know, a child of God. You know, we're, we're trying. You know, we're in, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And we're trying to live a life that is, you know, an example with Christ-like. And so I wrote it, you know, out of my pain. Actually, I was, I got fed up, you know, in struggling with it. And I can recall the moment that I started writing. I was actually, you know, I was frustrated, and you know, I just began praying, 
began to pray. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the midst of that, I just got on the computer and I just started typing. And my my goal was it was I guess it went from being something more therapeutic yeah. to turning into something. I said, you know what? Someone else needs to hear this because I know I'm not the only one. Right. And so my hope is that men and women that will read this would would you know pursue. Um, I guess it's one of the things where. You know, men use the excuse "I'm just a guy" yes. as an excuse as an excuse to disrespect women or just to live as a whoremonger. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you know what? We're, none of us are perfect, and even if you mess up, let's let's at least go in the direction towards living a life of purity. Let's just not give up. Let's not use the excuses anymore. Let's not say I'm just a guy and I got hormones and all that. Because yeah, we all got hormones and stuff, but we can't go the other direction. And if we make a mistake, God is graceful, you know, and no one the, the the grace message I think needs to be spoken out so much more in the in the Christian community because God is forgiving and just because we mess up doesn't mean we can't get back in line. Yes, and I have my own theory about that. Sometimes when we are uh mistake God's grace, we it's really that we're not transformed. We really want to do what we want to do, mm-hmm. but because we're spirit it's that conviction, and so we're battling conviction. That's a whole nother show, Jesse. But listen, <laughs> I love. As I said, I've been reading my book, and one lucky winner can win tonight. And then when you come back, but you have to go visit jessieduckworth.com dot com because I'm gonna ask you a question from his site. I love the statement that you made in chapter two because I'm, you know, I'm a teacher. I see it all. We see it all. <laughs> you right. said girls of today are generally more sexually aggressive. I've been saying that in my 10 years of teaching. Give us some examples of how the girls of today, because some parent out there may not really know. Hmm. <laughs> well, 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 for starters, um, and, and I've had this conversation uh, with other people, it's, it's like I guess, you know, when I was, you know, growing up in, in high school and stuff, you, and guys who were trying to go after the girls, you, you kind of had to work for it a little bit more. Right. Uh, today, you know, girls are more prone to, uh, I mean, they're they're actually being more aggressive towards the guy. They're asking the guy out. They're asking for the phone number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, definitely in, in the clothes that they're wearing, and everybody wants to look like the, the biggest star or, mm-hmm. or whoever, who obviously dresses, you know, very revealing. And so, you know, they, they're looking at that as, oh, if I dress like that, you know, I'll get the attention from the boys, and you know that's which is which really comes down to a self-esteem thing too, because if they really knew who they were, they wouldn't feel like they have to, you know, devalue themselves or put themselves in a position where they have to be more, you know, sexually, you know, out there to to get the boys in, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean, the way they talk, walk, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, and and they get it somewhere, you know. Yeah. So again, going back to the media again, you know. Everything is just is is so sexually inclined that yeah. they they copy that. It's a copycat. It's how can I look cool? What's what's in? What's you know? Not realizing behind the scenes, you know, you put yourself in a position where you you're looking like you're so revealing and you're for sale, so to speak. That guys, I mean, they don't really have to work that hard anymore now Mm-mm. nowadays. To be frank, no. And you're in high school, you said, right? I'm in high school, yeah. I, I'm in elementary. Oh. I've had my male students say, Miss White, can you please tell her to leave me alone? I'm like, what is she doing? And yeah. he tells me. 
I'm like, little girl. <laughs> yeah. Stop yeah, it. yeah. But then when I see mom come in, that's a whole nother show. I'm going to have to Oh, yes, it is. When we go back to school. <laughs> We're going to have a back to school. Because yeah, she cool. sees mom, yeah. you know, doing the same thing. She just, like you said, it's a copycat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Moms are, moms are, I mean, that's the example. You know, they're at home and, yeah. and the things that they allow. And, I, and to be honest with you, I mean, some of the parents, they think it's cute because, you know, they dress that way too, yeah. you know. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not wrong to them because, you know, at that age, you know, I mean, we can all remember that, you know, our parents really couldn't say wrong. We always thought they were right until we got a little yeah. older. Like, you know what, not everything they said, it was quite, you know, but that's what they look up to, you know. Yes. So. Yes. If you just joined us, we're doing our boast about your, our book segment. We're with Jesse Duckworth. He is the author of Against All Odds. You need to visit his site right now at jesseduckworth.com. I'm going to answer questions. So you can win his book. It's very good. I've read uh, a little bit of it, but it's an easy read. Uh, and I know when I get to the back, he's going to be back on June 18th so he can talk in depth about that. So, Jesse, why should people buy your book? I think, well, I guess when you think about it, why, I think you should first talk about who. Um, yeah. you know, obviously, it's for men, um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's for women too. I, I did a book sign not long ago, and a lot of mothers, mm-hmm. um, mostly, you know, I would say probably single mothers or whatever, but who may not, you know, feel like equipped to talk about this topic with their sons. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very good for them because you know, um, it's one of the things where you just put it in their hand, and the way I wrote it, it's really like ha- sitting down with the guys and having that kind of conversation, talking about sex, talking about just the feelings that we have and dealing with the opposite sex. And, um, you know, again, it's good for women, too, you know, women that are maybe curious, what's going on in the minds of men, even Christian men, mm-hmm. um, dealing with this? Why are they so intrigued with pornography? And, mm-hmm. and what what is it about the whole thing with, you know, the way the women, uh, you know, dress in the videos and what what, what brings them to the point where they really are, um, they can't, they get addicted and different things like that. So, you know, I, I think it would be very inspirational to both, but, you know, especially men um, that, you know, have no one to have that conversation with, you know, uh, about this. If, if they're, you know, addicted um, and dealing with pornography or, or just any kind of other sexual addictions and just know that, you know, God loves you and that, um he will always, you know, give you a second, third, you know, fourth chance, and we can just turn that corner and go to the to the road that is a road that is more uh, fulfilling, which is walking in, uh, you know, the purpose and plan that God has for you. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think everyone that's bought the book <laughs> have, have really, as a matter of fact, they're saying there's got to be more. Give me more. Because I, oh, yeah, I end the definitely. book, I end the book real. It's, it's a surprise. Uh, I don't know if you got that far. No, don't but, tell uh, me. Okay, because <laughs> I wrote it when I was single. Just okay. Put it like that. So, and yes, anyway. you are married. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, you're coming back in two weeks, and so I will be finished with it. Cause you know why? I'm on summer <laughs> break, Jesse. <laughs> oh, you got time to read now. Yes, I have time to read. Yeah. 
Listen, we have a caller online, and they have their hand up, and they must have a question for you. But you need to visit jessieduckworth.com, and the person who will win tonight, you have to tell me one topic that Jesse is passionate about talking about. And you can call 347-215-6446. But, Jesse, we have a call from the Cincinnati area, and let's click him on real quick. We have about four minutes left. Hello, welcome to Real Talk 513. Hi, Tanya. How are you? Hello, Mr. Stallworth. How are you, a fellow educator? I'm doing, uh, yes. It seems like this is a school executive teacher time. Yes. Uh, I'm very happy to hear from your guest, the author. I, I tell you, um, he's standing up for a very strong issue that has been so taboo in families, especially African-American families dealing with the issue of pornography and this sexual revolution that is taking so many of our leaders and also family members down. And, brother, I'll tell you, I am so proud of you taking the, uh, at least bringing it out and taking the stand, and I definitely want to get your book, and I'm going to tell others too. As Tanya know, uh, as we talk about everything from relationship reruns, domestic violence, uh, sexual permissiveness. In our in my school, uh I work at a high school. I'm a I'm a intervention specialist and uh what happened is that when you were talking about the girls and the guys and the whole premise of things, uh really I said this guy must be right in my classroom <laughs> or right on our campus because it's happening all over America, urban, suburban and I tell you, um I can't wait to read the book because it really brings to light uh, what is going on in our school systems and what is going on just in the fabric of our country. And uh, I am so proud of you and can't wait to go to your website and order a book and uh, and tell others too. And, and, and Tanya, as you yeah. with your book as well as the author, I'm making a plea out to everyone out in who's listening uh, tonight, is that the only way that we're going to get this message across is to establish a, a group or a base to support each other. Uh, that means that we need to be able to get the message across. Uh, he has a book out. It, it's very powerful. Like he mentioned, it's something that we can sit down and talk to our family members, people that feel real uncomfortable doing it because of, they have no knowledge and this is a great opportunity. The last thing I want to add, I, I know you're short of time. I just want to tell you, um, how do you find all that time, sir, to be able to do all that you do as an administrator and everything else and traveling, and what made you just passionately say, i got to write this message in, in a book form to send it out? Thank you. Okay. All right, Jesse? Yeah. Um, well, again, like you had asked me at the beginning, as far as the time to do it, you really just make time, you know. Um, it's not always easy because, you know, you work, you know, I don't know. Well, I work from like 8 to 4, so, um, you know, I, I come home, you know, you rest, um, and then you just you make yourself, you know. Um, if you never take the time to do it, it's never going to get done. And, yeah. and I admit there were times where I, you know, procrastinated, but... Um, 
you know, it's just one step at a time. You know, I guess when I was when I was writing the book, I was um, in my mind I was thinking let's let's try to write a chapter, um, you know, rather a month or, you know, my goal was really get it done in a week. Of course, that that right. wouldn't happen. That's a chapter done in a week, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, you know, it, I just kept working at it. And, you know, um, it, it's just one of the things. If you got a passion, something you love to do, you're gonna do it. You know, yeah. I mean. I learned how to play the piano, you know, and I, I just had to take some time out. You know, I struggled through it because, you know, you just want to learn. You want to be, I wanted to be like the man right away, but, you know, it just took time and patience. And so I think that's the main way I got through that. That's it, Greg. I hope he answered your question. He's going to be back in two weeks, so call back then, okay? Oh, you know I will. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jesse, we're out of time, but we had, our question was name one topic that you're passionate about, and we do. Our lines blew up as soon as I said that, okay? Is that right? So I'm going to take the first caller. Jesse will be back with us in two weeks on the 18th, and he's going to talk more about uh, Against All Odds, Men Pursuing Purity in a Pornographic Society. But 301, Marilyn has their hand up, and maybe they have the answer. Hello, Marilyn. How are you? 301. Maybe. Hello. Wait a minute. Patient. Oh, oh, 301. This is this is JJ Smith from 301. Hello, JJ Smith. Hello. I I, I think next, I switched. Yeah. Okay. We're, you're our next guest. Right. I so switched phone numbers have, on you. Uh, yes, you did. But that's okay. You <laughs> do you have the answer? You probably don't, do you? I, I actually don't. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. Well, Jesse. Somebody's going to call in. JJ, hold on one second, okay? We're no gonna problem. We're right on. Jesse. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell us again how somebody can book you to be a speaker, order your book, and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, um, if anyone wants to book me for their whatever, conference, events, anything like that, you can go to jesseduckworth.com. Uh, if you click on um, um, contact Jesse, is right on the top. And uh, you can reach me there. You can also get the book there, or uh, you can call 1-800-AUTHORS, which actually is translated to 1-800-228-4677, and uh, you can get the book that way also. Or anywhere books are sold online, too. Anywhere books are sold. Like, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, stuff like that. Yes. Jesse's going to be back with us, but remember, if you answer that question, you can win a complimented copy. Signed, too. Thank you so much mm-hmm. that you signed it. And, hey, Jesse, you'll be back with us in two weeks, but thank you. You were great. Thank you. I really enjoyed myself. I wish we had more time. We're going to have more time on the 18th, man. We're going to dig okay. into this book. And you enjoy your summer like I know I will. You know it. <laughs> All right. You have a great night. Okay. You, too. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. If bye-bye. You just join Real Talk with Tanya White. We just ended our Boast About Your Book segment with Jesse Duckworth, the author of Against All Odds, Men Pursuing Purity in a Pornographic Society. And right now, everybody's been waiting for this topic, Why I Love Men, and our guest is on the line, so we're just going to click her on. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, Ms. J.J. Smith. Hello, J.J., how are you? Hello, how are you? How's everybody I'm, doing? I am fantastic. Excellent. Listen, your your topic is hot, lady. <laughs> uh oh. All of our chats, all of our uh, Facebook, MySpace, hot topic. But before, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of topics in there. Yes. Listen, before we dig in to this, why I love men, the joys of dating. 
Tell us who you are in your own words. Well, as you mentioned, I'm J.J. Smith, known as the Dating Diva. I'm a life coach, dating expert, author, uh, speaker, and by day I'm a corporate executive. I, my mission has really been to focus on helping women improve the quality of relationships they have with men and really learn to have fun dating and really enjoy the dating process. My hobbies are reading, writing, and I DJ on the weekends. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> DJ J.J. Listen, I love. I heard you on Jamie Foxx show. Oh, okay. Uh, and I just loved you. First of all, you held your own because anybody <laughs> who listens to Jamie Foxx's Foxhole, you got to come hard. You know, you got to stand your ground. <laughs> it was tough. I had about I had Jamie beside me and, and oh my gosh, six comedians, six male comedians around me, and yeah. they were coming at me from different angles. But uh, you know, I tried to hold my own. It was a tough, tough audience. Girl, you did. You held your own immediately. Thank I was like, you. I need her on my show. <laughs> Thank you. I love what you said. Uh, we have to have fun dating. Everybody is focused on marriage. Right. Putting a ring on it. And we've lost the art of just enjoying dating. Right. And so uh, I, I've started skimming through your book, and mm-hmm. one lucky winner will win an advanced copy of your book. Uh, awesome. So you must go to jjsmithonline.com because I'm asking a question uh, for you to win tonight. But, J.J., what – you say you love men. Why do you love men so much? Because I love men too, girl. Right. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I, I find men to be very attractive and fascinating. And the truth of the matter is men have shaped my life. I grew up with all brothers. My best friend today is a man. Some of my closest friends that I just kind of hang out with are men. And um, for me, some of my most fulfilling experiences in life, you know, have been with some of my relationships with men, and not just men that I've dated, uh, but even some of my experiences with my dad before he passed away. So I wrote the book, Why I Love Men. It is ultimately a tribute to to the men that really have helped to shape and develop me as a woman today. Yeah. We have similar paths, J.J., I love. I mean, exactly what you said. I I love talking to men. I'm a I'm an educator by profession, so mm-hmm. I teach a lot of males, and that's helped me too, just to understand men on a deeper level as they grow up. I was mm-hmm. a daddy's girl, and I just love talking to men, and I love appreciating men. So let's dig right into this topic. I, um, you have many topics in here too. Love mm-hmm. it. You go through mm-hmm. the full spectrum. But I want you to, to define dating because we lose, use that term so loosely sometimes. We we and, do. And, and and the interesting thing, you know, dating is the uh, process of getting to know someone, mm-hmm. but it generally implies that there's going to be a romantic relationship of some sort at the end. But I think we must date without a predetermined outcome. When we, when we meet a man, we don't know if he's going to be a good friend, a mate, advisor, a coworker, husband, we just don't know. I think mm-hmm. we have to leave ourselves open to get to know someone and let the relationship naturally evolve. I mean, whoever said the end result of dating has to be marriage? No. You know, we got twisted up in that because we mm-hmm. want a wedding. I think a lot of people want a wedding uh, first, and then mm-hmm. they work on the marriage. But right. everybody, you know, as little girls were groomed from tea tots to be brides, but right. not to be wives. And so right. I and think that's where we got mixed up. Right. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, we get that, you know, my ultimate goal has always been to have quality, meaningful relationships with men, whether married or unmarried. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we do kind of focus on, it's more of the growing up princess and wanting to be a bride, and we get caught up in getting to that outcome before we really work on the relationship. Yes, and you and you said it. You came out the gate running, JJ. That's why I was so intrigued. You said <laughs> that, you know, um, Oh, goodness, I wrote it down. We're going to go on. But you said something. It's going to come back to me, girl. I'm hitting the milestone. Sometimes my, my brain goes in and out. That's um, okay. Mine does the same. But let's let's go to this question. Why is it important uh, for women that women need to understand men? Mm-hmm. Why is it so important? It's some certain truths that you talk about in your book. If you want to hit some of those, those are okay. But why is it so important for us to really learn to understand men as women? Well, the uh, men, uh, I think the uh, men think very differently about sex, dating, and relationships. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, as it relates to connecting and bonding, uh, men typically do that through sex, where women do that through verbal communication. Mm-hmm. And so, if we don't we don't understand that in terms of how we develop a relationship, is not always going to be you know we're not going to be as effective. And so if you you fundamentally begin to understand the differences between men and women and how they view relationships differently and how they view dating differently, then, you know, you'll be able to better understand and relate. Another uh, a truth as an example is most men will generally meet a woman and he'll quickly be able to determine if she's marriage potential or just someone that's kind of good for dating. Um, mm-hmm. and, and what happens is they don't, you know, they will date both types, whereas mm-hmm. we will kind of folk wait to find a guy that we think is marriage potential, really fixate on him trying to make that relationship work and really put all our eggs in one basket. Men understand the difference between someone they feel is compatible as a wife versus someone that's kind of a good for now, you know, type of date, but they, it doesn't stop them from pursuing both. So I think when we understand that, we have to know what category has a man put us in because if that's not the relationship that we want, then, you know, it, it, you know trying to make a relationship something is not is a waste of time. If you're truly looking for a committed relationship, you're going to have to find a man that values your positive traits and views you as marriage potential. And, and what are some signs for women? Because I, I believe there are certain signs men give off to let you know specifically before they tell you what category you in. What's some signs for you to know what category you in? Because you're right, as women, we do put all of our eggs in a basket. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love your subtitle, The Joys of Dating, because dating is getting to know people uh, to see what what type of relationship. Because sometimes you date and you just turn out, oh, we're better friends. you know, right. And you have to be right. mature to admit that. So what are some signs that men right. give off to women to let, them right. know, let us know? Right. So in Why I Love Men, um, there's, a, there's a chapter that speaks to uh, understanding the role that he wants you to play yeah. and determining if, if that's a role that you want to play. And I, I indicate there's five roles. And um, some of the roles are a pal, friend. Some of them are, you know, a mistress, other woman. One role might be uh, jump off, which is very mm-hmm. different than a, a mistress. One might be a wifey girlfriend. If you know 
you don't want to be a jump off or you don't want to be a mistress and you know you feel like you want a relationship that's going to be committed, monogamous, you want to be a wife, then you have to be able to pick up these signs very quickly and to determine which role has he determined you want, he wants you to play. And you choose which role is right for you. And so what I do is list a number of, of clues that kind of let you know if he's really pursuing you as kind of the wifey, girlfriend, you know, committed relationship or something much more casual. So one, one thing I talk about is, you know, the, the obvious things, he wants to spend significant time with you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when anything important goes on in his life, you're, you're one of the first people to know. Oh, oh, can you say that again, JJ? <laughs> please, please yeah. say that slowly and loudly. Yeah, when something is going on in his life that's important or he needs some input, he Mm -hmm. seeks it from you. Mm. So he's not calling you just to hook up. He actually is calling because he values your opinion. And the only time he's communicating with you is when he wants to hook up and he's not calling you just to get your opinion, Um, then he's probably not viewing you um, as seriously as you may hope. The other is if you've never met his mom or family or friends or coworkers, you know, the only person you've met is him. Mm. <laughs> that that mm. sometimes is a sign that, you know, because men really, they take pride in their women and they, and they like to mm. introduce and almost show them off to their, their friends and families and coworkers. Yeah. Um, and so mm. and I probably list about 15 different ways. Another one is, this is my, one of my favorite, is he'll leave you alone at his place or leave his phone unattended with you. Because he trusts you. Because he trusts you, and there's nothing to hide. He doesn't yes. mind if you're there or if you see something. He's not. He's becoming more intimate. He's becoming more transparent yes. and letting you in his life. Listen, here's one I love, and a lot of women don't pick up on this sign, but this is a very obvious sign. You're right. He introduces you as his woman. Yes. Not as you as my friend. Right. Oh, this is your. This is my woman, my girlfriend, my fiance. He introduces yep. you that way. Um right. and ladies, ladies, you don't have to clamor for his attention when you are in this category because he freely gives it. JJ, this is this is so simple but yet why is it it's so hard big, for us yeah. to realize? Right. And I, I think, you know, it's like you have to look for you have to pay attention to the introduction. You know yes. if it's uh, he says, this is my woman, my lady, my girl, my fiancé. You know you know you're in that role of wife and girlfriend, someone he's really looking to have a serious, committed relationship. If he introduces you as his friend, he's looking at you kind of someone who's good for dating, but ne- not necessarily someone he's looking at as marriage potential. So you have to look at these signs very carefully. Um, you know, you, it's up to you to decide if the role he wants you to play is right for you. He's going to mm-hmm. determine what he, what role he wants you to play, you know, very quickly. If he's married, you know, he's already determined that, you know, he may have some room for the other woman and you can play that role. But you decide. You oh, quickly, they, they, you, you don't think that he gonna, he's going to leave his wife and marry that girl? Not, no, <laughs> I don't think that he is. Oh, even if he, I mean, even if he did, though, I think, you know, you you kind of know who you're dealing with. So yes. a lot of times, you know, you have to discover that he's married. And the fact that he's not even open and honest about it, it tells you the type of man you're dealing with. And if you're not interested in dealing with someone who's, not, who's uh, you know, going to be deceitful and cheat on their wife, then, you know, get out of the relationship quickly. Don't get emotionally involved because it's much more difficult to get out at that time. 
Yes, it is. And I, I just want to go back to the point where you said <laughs> he is going to want to spend significant time with you. As a relationship coach myself, <laughs> and I taught a lot of singles for years, one thing that I see a pattern of women doing, and it goes back to knowing the role and enjoying dating. Every Everyone you date is not going to be your mate. I, tr- I firmly believe that. You can learn so many uh, things from different relationships. But because women, like you, like you said, you, we put all of our eggs in one basket. And so if we... We think if it's a guy ask us out, then, you know, okay, he really wants me. And he just may be wanting to go out just to find out about you, okay? Right. And so you need to pay attention to these signs. You don't have to call him. If you keep calling him, yeah, he may come over. He may come mm-hmm. over, but that's not his choice to spend time with you. So just because he's over your house after you call him does not mean that. You know. Not at all. It doesn't mean, it doesn't indicate any seriousness about, you know his how he's pursuing or involved. That's why there's a, there's a section I talk about. Um, you know, courtship. The art of courtship is not dead. I talk about the first date. I, you know, I spend a chapter talking about the first date. And if the first date is at your apartment, he's pretty much <laughs> that's not a date. <laughs> yeah, you might be in that role. Yeah, that's that's not a date. So you may think that oh, he wants to get to know me. If he can't even take you out in public, it may be a sign that he's involved and can't be seen with you in public. Woo, JJ, we got to meditate on that one. <laughs> Digest that, Real Talk listeners. Digest that because that is not a date. Not a date. You cooking dinner for him? No. You invite him? No, that's not a date. No. If no. you have any comments, questions, please call three four seven. Two one five at six four four six. We would love to hear from some males to see uh, what your point of view is. Do you agree or disagree with everything the lovely JJ Smith has been saying? I think I believe you're on point, JJ. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you're on point. Um, let's go to that was a mouthful, by the way. You've opened Thank so you. many doors, so Thank many you. doors. One thing I like about this book, you identify five types of kisses that men give, which can tell you about how he feels. Can right. you give us a couple of those kisses? Right. So the uh, interesting thing about kisses, I, I think for a guy, and I'm no guy, so I, I will always say I think, but I do have a lot of uh, male friends, and, you know, and we, we talk about this type of uh, stuff. But kissing is oftentimes more intimate than having sex to a guy. The act, you know, the, the act of kissing someone will give you an indication of how he feels about you. So if a guy kisses you very uh, deep, long, he makes eye contact, he really stares into your eyes, he might be falling in love with you or indicating he really wants to get to know you better, mm-hmm. right? Now, in contrast, if he doesn't kiss you at all and he still has sex with you, he's probably not that interested in you. He really just wanted to have sex. Mm-hmm. Likewise, if a guy kisses you on the forehead or on the cheek or anywhere on the face, he absolutely adores you. You know, particularly the forehead. We heard about the forehead kiss. Yeah, from the you bro- know, uh, from the best man. We know that. The best that. man. <laughs> yep. That, that forehead kiss is one of adoration. Yeah. And then, you know, if he kisses you on the, the booty, he probably just likes your booty. I wouldn't read too much into it, but he's probably yes. fond of it. <laughs> 
He could be kind of freaky or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't rearrange you. that. Right. Yeah. But, oh, my but, but um, I, the reason this is funny is some, when I talk to some of my male friends, they'll say, I have never kissed her before, you know, mm-hmm. but I've been with her a lot. And for him, he's like, I don't really like her that way. Right. And so in his mind, there's a level of intimacy involved in kissing, and they're not, you know, they're not intimate. You know, they don't want to be intimate in that way, but they uh, definitely uh, – you know, will, you know, get in the bed with you, but they're not going to kiss you. And I think you have to watch for the different ways he, see, the thing is, never, to me, I never wait for a man to tell you how he feels. He gives you so many clues, those clues we talked about earlier. Yes. um, The little things about how he kisses. So this is kind of just watch his behavior, not so much what he says, and that will give you a better indication of how he feels about you. Yeah. that. The blatant signs are there. Men, men are very upfront, whether they speak a word or not. Mm-hmm. We just, and that leads to one of the greatest chapters in this book, the truth about relationships, where you says romantic love is the number one illusion for single women. Can you right. elaborate on that? Because that's why we ignore the the blatant signs because we have this illusion about what romance is, about what right. you know being with a man is, and what you know. If we just right. be with him, stay stay with him long enough, he's going to change his mind, and mm-hmm. then he's going to make me that wifey, and then I will be set for the rest of my life. But right, and live, happily, and live happily ever after. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I talk about uh, romantic love is the number one illusion because, and I learned this the hard way. The interesting thing about some of my early dating life is that I made a lot of mistakes, but one thing I, I could always say for me is I would take a real hard look at how I got in a relationship and why it ended badly to make sure I never made that mistake again. So mistakes didn't mistakes were more of a, they were there are no mistakes. There's opportunities where you learn and you take those lessons into your next relation or your next level in life. Mm-hmm. And so for me, how I learned that romantic love is an illusion is uh, there are three types of love that exist. One is eros, eros love. It's also uh, commonly known as romantic love. It's that feeling of being in love, uh, erotic love, uh, all those things that definitely can add a lot of spark to a relationship. Um, and a lot of times we have that spark and that romantic love, but there's a lot more substance that's required to really make the relationship work. Mm-hmm. So the other two types of love that I talk about and why I love men is the next level is philos love. And this is sometimes called friendship love. This is that companionship, people to share life's journey. It even spans beyond girlfriend, boyfriend. It could be family, coworkers, but just those friends that you can share life's journey with. And then you have the highest level of love, which is known as agape love, my favorite. This is that unconditional love from God. Now, to be complete and fulfilled and whole in your life, you need all three of these loves present in your life. So what happens is we sometimes focus on the romantic love or the eros love, even to the extent we'll be in love with the guy and forget our family and friends and try to keep our schedule open and make ourselves available to a guy because mm. we're in love and we want to – and we, we may stop going to church and agape love starts what? to – you know, we, we don't, girl. We might miss church service. We might miss church service because we are in love and we want to focus on that love. But mm. if you take Philos love, friendship love, and agape love out of your life, 
um, you're going to hmm. really never, ever be fulfilled. So I, the way I describe it in the book is, you know, it's it's good to – the best relationship will have all three three elements because the Eros love – well, I think the Philos love – you know, makes makes uh, you know it uh, makes you best friends. The agape love makes that commitment last, and then the eros love makes it sweet. It makes it real. You know, you have that spark. So if you can get all elements working in your life, you're going to be much more fulfilled than just focusing on one type of love. And so you're saying, I'm going to paraphrase just what you said because I have a problem with this. Even as I reach another decade, when a sister meets a guy. <laughs> And she, she has this illusion because the guy has not given signs that, you know, she is, you know, the long-term commitment. They mm-hmm. may have gone out for a couple of times. He comes over house, spend time. She cuts off all her friends. She and will cut off all of her friends. I actually remember a Mary J. Blige that song that actually alluded to that where, you know, she uh, indicated, you know, I, you know, I've lost touch with all my family and friends yeah. over you. <laughs> and, and but, yeah. but sometimes we'll we'll fixate on the guy and we'll uh, put all of our efforts and attention and time into that relationship. And we to be fulfilled, we need to keep all those loves present and active in our lives. And, and, and that goes back to balance because I do. I, I talk to a lot of men. I have a brother, and um, when you do that, you tend to scare men off. Because they, they're still trying, dating, like you go back to what you said, the definition of dating, is trying to see if you want to uh, pursue the next level of the relationship. So, ladies, when you pour out <laughs> all your time and attention, rearrange your schedule, uh, and this is one I, I, that is a pet peeve for me, JJ, uh, mm-hmm. when they call you at the last minute and say, what are you doing? And you say, right. nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. Oh, you want to go out? Yeah. So that Particularly if you had plans, right, Tanya? Huh? Particularly if you really did have plans. Oh, all yeah, that goes back plans. to the sister cutting out everything off, you know, I'm to right. get the call. I'm not going to be able to tonight. My man called me. He's not even your man yet. And right. so <laughs> we know we love men, but sometimes our love is, like you say, an illusion, and we need to have that balance. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White and you have a question for Ms. J.J. Smith or you have a comment, particularly if you're a man, please call 347-215-6446. This book mm-hmm. is very helpful. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a chapter that speaks to that. The chapter is called Have a Life of Your Own, and it talks mm-hmm. about when you meet a man, you know, always work to have a productive, fulfilled life. So that way when you meet a man, you don't have to cling and try to attach yourself to his life. That mm. way, because you become clingy and desperate, and he senses it, he sees it, he feels it, and uh, he, you know, it's not a, an attractive feature, you know what I'm saying? So it's important to have a life of your own, and so that way you won't become clingy and desperate and try to hang on to his. Yes, please. I've heard somebody say you need to have a life. Just get a life. Now, J.J., I also love in this book, because you, you go through the full spectrum. Uh, one of the chapters says, begin your beauty transformation. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the joys of dating. Learn to flirt. Um, talk about the beauty transformation. Cause sure. I know some sometimes women say, oh, he needs to just love me for who I am. And right. what you talk, talk about in here is really not for the other person. It's really for you. Can you talk? Yeah. 
Yeah, the beauty transformation, you know, what's funny about it is, you know, when women uh, write and they come up to me, um, out of, you know, and they like a lot of parts of the book, but almost across the board, they all reference the beauty transformation. Mm-hmm. Because the important, the interesting thing about how the transformation started is um, I, you know, could never get a date. And even uh, in my, you know, early 20s and even in high school, you know, to get to the prom, uh, my cousin had to bribe a guy. If you take her to the prom, then, you know, I'll go out on a date with you. And so one of the things that I learned is that men are very visual creatures, mm-hmm. and they're going to be immediately attracted to you or not at all. So what I talk about is, you know, as it relates to feeling good and looking good, always make sure you really accent your best physical features, take what God has given you, and really maximize and look your best when you go out. And the book talks about a beauty transformation that is an eight-step process that I went through to really transform the way I look and to give me more confidence in the way that I look. And And it just so happened that that's how I discovered men were very visual. When I really focused on making sure that I looked you know, my best based on what God had given me, I was able to get more days. Mm-hmm. And so I, I get a little frustrated when I hear women say, well, I want him to love me for what's on the inside. Well, mm-hmm. I think we all do, but we have to realize if we don't initially get his attention, he's never going to know about all those wonderful traits and characteristics mm-hmm. and your wonderful personality. So you at least have to do your part to try to look your best when you go out of the house so that you can uh, – you know, feel confident and feel as attractive as possible. I love this chapter because, like I said, it goes back to like feeling good about yourself. Because when, mm-hmm. you, when you feel good about yourself, you're just going to attract that. It's like a magnet. People are going to feel good about being in your presence. JJ, we're going to take a brief break, but before we do, can you give out your contact information? Sure, sure. I can. Uh, you can find me on uh, jjsmithonline.com. And um, you can go out there and, and, of course, get the book. But there's a lot of free information, free articles, free e-books, and uh, free downloads of this book as well. But it's jjsmithonline.com. Yes, and we do. You you were so gracious to send uh, a advanced copy of your book. And mm-hmm. so one lucky winner tonight will win that. But they must visit J.J. Smith online because I'm going to ask a question from your website <laughs> under J.J.'s favorite things. If you just joined us, we're talking to the wonderful and the very busy J.J. Smith, (laughs) the author of the book, Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating. And J.J., when we come back, we're going to talk about, and it'll probably take us to the end of your segment, Why Do Men Cheat? (laughs) One of my favorite topics. Oh, it's all of our favorite topics. So when we come back, we're going to talk to J.J. Smith about that hot topic. Man, I was trying to call her all day. Where's she at? This is the fifth Christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together. And here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend. But he never wants to tell me where he's going. It's funny. He always has to know where I'm going. Uh, it's the holiday once again. And I'm trying to call her and she's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns, 
how to break the cycle of choosing the wrong people for the right relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also How to Deal with a Difficult Woman, is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. Who's Spike Spielberg? Who? <laughs> Spike Spielberg. Who's Spike Spielberg? Who? <laughs> Spike Spielberg. I don't know who that is. Spike who? Spike Spielberg. I have no idea who that is. Can you tell me? Spike Spielberg is bringing Hollywood to the Queen City. Spike Spielberg presents as Friday nights at midnight and Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Cable Channel 9. It's films, life, and positive thoughts. Are you a business owner? Do you want to get more exposure for your business? Let Spike Spielberg put the Hollywood in marketing your products and services. Reach 1.6 million households weekly and unlimited consumers via the World Wide Web. Log on to www.spikespielberg.com. That's S-P-I-K-E-S-P-I-L-L-B-E-R-G.com. Or call 704-281-2309 for more information. Lights, camera, action. Spike Spielberg. Spike Spielberg. And we are back. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. We're talking with J.J. Smith, the author of Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating. And we have talked about a whole host of things. Now we're going to get to the topic of why men cheat. J.J., I know you spent a lot of time explaining this or or giving your opinion on this, but this is a hot subject. Why do men cheat? Well, I believe um, men cheat. Um, because I think monogamy is unnatural for men. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to add this very quickly because I did a, a hour radio show on just this topic, and when I said that, you know, a lot of people were taken aback because they thought I was condoning cheating. I don't condone cheating, but I think it is very important for the sexes to have a deeper discussion about why men cheat. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe a man can make a spiritual commitment to a woman and be monogamous and faithful to her. I, I believe that can happen. We know it happens. But I, I also believe that monogamy is unnatural for men. I think men do like sexual variety, and their natural desire will tend to lead toward having diff- multiple partners. And I always trace back, if you look at some of the great men in the Bible, like David and Solomon, mm-hmm. and uh, they had multiple wives and, and, and multiple concubines, and, you know, God used them in great ways. And even though polygamy phased out in the New Testament, I think what it does is speak to the nature, meaning their ability to, to literally have multiple women. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is a man really is making a spiritual commitment to be monogamous and faithful to one woman, but that natural desire, you know, will sometimes cause him to cheat, even on a woman that he loves. 
And uh, it's not necessarily an indication of dissatisfaction with you. It's just that, you know, maybe he didn't have the discipline or self-control to not cheat. But it's really about, um, you know, men, men um, their natural desires for multiple partners. Yeah, well, that's a great answer. So uh, you said the discipline. Do you think it has a lot to do, especially in this society, with the media, with how because uh, boys are brought up to, you know, one of the signs of being a man is to have, you know, date a lot of women, have a lot of women swoon over you. Do you think that plays a major part in that? In I, I think it does. I mean, growing up with three brothers, me being the only uh, girl, the my brothers were encouraged to date and really, you know, just kind of sow their oats and, you know, meet a lot of women. And uh, whereas me, you know, I couldn't even, they could actually date years earlier than I. So I was encouraged not to be promiscuous, not to be loose. Um, but at the same time, I saw them always, you know, they were always encouraged to date and go hang out with women, you know, often. So I, I definitely think that plays a role in it. But then at the same time, this is the same young man that we want to all of a sudden turn that off and then only be with one woman for the rest of his entire lifetime. And it's hard to really switch that off at that point. Yeah. Now, after all this, you say men are visual, everything, um, you know, they put us in categories. Why do we still love them so much? <laughs> we do. They are They are fascinating. They're attractive. They're masculine. They complete us in ways where we may be, you know, we're feminine, they're masculine, but I think there's a, a divine order of God that makes men and women almost fit like a hand in glove. Mm -hmm. And so there's a natural draw and attraction that we have for men, and I think um, that really overrides some of the challenges that we have in relationships with men. Yes. You're, mm -hmm. you're so true that, uh, mm -hmm. it's like, we do need them. Like, they need us. We need men. and just, Yep, we uh, we do, and you know what's funny? I, you, you know, the my, the book is in two parts. The first part talks about some of my uh, relationships and some of the, you know, challenges I had and things I learned and lessons I learned. And, um, you know, one thing you'll learn is I never got discouraged about continuing to pursue a loving, meaningful relationship with a man. And so mm -hmm. even though there were some tough times and some challenges, there was nothing that ever made me think that I didn't want to have this meaningful relationship. And so I always took a lot of, you know, the good with the bad, but it really shaped me as a woman and really helped me to grow. So I think even through and despite some of the challenges we have, there is a natural attraction between man and woman uh, that we all have. Oh, yes, we definitely do. Mm -hmm. um, I love men. I appreciate them even in their their difficulties, just like they do uh, us so many times. Now, I have a couple more questions. Again, if you have any questions, comments, we have a lot of activity in the chat. But you can please call 347-215-6446 and press number one so that we know you have a question. Now, you ha you give ten secrets about attracting and keeping uh, the man that you want. And, I, and you, we may have discussed that. But give mm -hmm. us a couple of secrets, JJ. You know? mm -hmm. Well, one of the... Um one of the secrets that I have is I talk about, um, you know, having a life of your own and having a purposeful, fun-filled life. And uh, men will find that very attractive that you actually are stable enough to be able to establish, you know, a productive life for yourself. Um, stable. Men love stable. stability. <laughs> right. They love stability. 
And if you haven't been able to create stability in your life apart from a man, you're probably going to be challenged to do that with a man. And so I always say if you are unhappily single, Mm. then you're probably going to be unhappily married, except you can, you know, blame your spouse at that point. But if you have the ability to be happy as a single person, you will really bring that into the relationship, opposed to look for a man to really kind of free you from your life. You know, if I could just find a man to complete me and get me out of this life that I don't enjoy, everything's going to be great. You know, with uh, you know, with uh, 70% of black women being single and some of the, uh, you know, you look at some of the stats and why dating is very hyper-competitive right now, mm-hmm. we have to learn to be happy single and really make the most. Our single days should be the best days of our life. When we're married, we have children. You know, there are things we can never do that we did as a single person. So we have Mm -hmm. to learn to appreciate that time and learn how to create a a real fulfilled life for ourselves. You said happily single. I have a term. A lot of of singles uh, are happily unhappy because they go along to get along. um, Right. And and, and they say, I'm happy, but they are unhappy. I was unhappy for so many years and uh, because I, you know, I was trying to live the life that people told me I should live, you know. Right. 18, we graduate, we go to college as a woman, but we go to college what? To find a husband. To get, yeah, basically okay. settle down. Yeah. You so know, you I'm find so your husband, sick. you get married, you have kids, and everybody's kind of wants to put people in a, a box. Yes. And um, I think if you don't move and you don't have the traditional monogamous marriage, you know, then you feel like, you know, until you get it, your life is incomplete, but you're missing valuable years to create, you know, a meaningful life for yourself as a single person and be able to travel and to be able to really, you know, focus on you and your development, your hobbies, what's important to you. Because if you were sharing your life with someone, you really have to balance your needs and your hobbies and your time with someone else. But as a single person, you really have total control over how you spend your time and uh, really developing in your career, you know, doing your hobbies you know, or even just kind of kicking back and uh, enjoying the company of man as you choose, uh, yes. you know. So another one of the, the – the, I'll give one more uh, secrets of attracting a man. I talk about two necessities when you're dating, a good job and a good credit. I sound mm. like the commercial. But, um, mm-hmm. but this is very important because you want to be able to be financially independent and really be able to bring something to the relationship financially opposed to take – something away. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, trying to be rich or wealthy. That's great. But what I'm talking about is just, you know, really being able to understand how to manage your income, how to manage your expenses, and uh, really um, have good credit. Because I think for a man, if a man is looking at you, unless he's super wealthy, you know, in which case your money doesn't matter, but jointly, if you can bring something to the table, then you guys could probably create, uh, you know, a better life for yourself. If you only bring debt, you're going to bring a burden to you. And as much as he loves you, over time, that burden could cause stress on the relationship. So you want to make sure that you uh, try to be financially strong for yourself because it gives you options in life in terms of how you spend your money, where you go on vacation, and uh, do it for yourself. And then you have something to bring to the relationship opposed to, you know, debt or, you know, opposed to taking taking something away from the relationship. That that is a mouthful, JJ. 
And this, and I, yeah. this, and me, I, me. <laughs> I had a poor relationship with money, and uh, one, and I was always horrible with money. And um, now that I think, you know, I kind of got a better handle on uh, on money and how to spend. You know, I feel less inclined to stay with a guy because I feel like he can help me out. Like that's not even on the table. Oh, I got God. it, whether he's there or not. And let me tell you something, ladies. That stresses a man out. Especially in these economic hardships, when they have, to, when they see you that okay, she's just looking for, at me as oh, somebody to help her out. That stresses a man out, and he loses interest, even though he may have been interested in the beginning. Hey JJ, we have a question from area code six zero two. I believe that's Arizona. So let's click them on right now. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Good evening. Yes, good evening, Tanya. Uh, this is Minister Rosalind Jennings from the Power for Getting the Show. Hi, ladies. How you doing? Oh, um, how are you? I'm blessed. I'm listening to the lady. What she's saying is true. But see, the downfall with um, with women is that we try to make, we try to change men. We have to set. Um, nobody can change nobody but God and themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times there's flags, and we see before we get in a relationship, and we feel, oh, we're gonna change this person, or we feel we're gonna try to buy love. What about the women who feel they have to buy men love? What about that? Because mm-hmm. I do a conference call, just to start being pimp. And I, I grew up seeing my mother um, buying a, love, a, a, a man's love. I'm, I, you know, you know I'm coming from? So it's like, number one, women, we got to start loving ourselves, and we have to communicate and get to know uh, these men before we get into, into these relationships. That's number one. Number two, um, a man only do to you what you allow them to do to you, and hurt mm-hmm. people hurt people. And yeah. we really got to start uh, filling the void. Because a man can't fill that void. Only God can fill that void in you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of women feel, oh, um, there's nothing wrong wanting to have someone in your life and get married to and do things God's way the right way. There's nothing wrong with that. But before we get somebody like that, we need to get ourselves together first emotionally, spiritually, financially. And the men got to step up, too. Because a lot yeah. of sisters are taking care of these men now. Let's keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Come on, because you, when you watch Judge Matthews, Judge Julian, and jo, uh, Judge Brown, you see these women paying for these men too. And divorce mm-hmm. court. That's how I no. divorce court. It's always there was one on today. Uh, yeah. So you you spoke you spoke great exactly mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Yeah, you cannot don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. You have to accept. Yeah, she was it. And right. talked about that. Why men uh, don't like to be changed, mm-hmm. right? In your book. Yeah, and it's you know, and uh, the minister was right on point. I think you can encourage and support someone who's trying to change, but only they and God can make that change happen. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a level of frustration that a man gets if he's not trying to change and you're the only one trying to change him. Either you mm-hmm. accept him and love him for who he is, um, mm-hmm. but if he's not acceptable to you based on where you are in your life, just leave him alone. It's up to him and God to make that change. Leave him alone. Thank you so much for your call. Okay, I have, I have one more thing. I'm going to be real quick. quick. Okay. Why is it society puts so much pressure on women? Like, we always got to be the one. You know, it's like it's so much pressure on us, but I don't feel where are the men stepping up for once and doing what the things they're supposed to do. That's, that's, yeah. I just want you to answer that question. When you say put the pressure on us to... Like, they want us to be perfect, but the men are not perfect or... Women shouldn't need to do this. Need to do. I'm like, but what? What are the men doing? It's. Just, I mean, it's, it's. Don't it be equal? I don't feel a woman should be giving all like ninety percent. A man only giving ten percent. Right. I don't yeah. know. I just. I, I don't think we ever. 
either ever said that tonight, but I, I agree with you. Society does put pressure on women. I don't think that's uh, right. I don't really it's, think it's, that's right. Go ahead. Not, I'm sorry. No, it's not right. It's not right, and we're going to have dialogue about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, it's not right, and and if you're giving ninety percent, he's only giving ten. Then mm-hmm. that's an unbalanced relationship in the beginning, and it goes back to. Uh, looking at those signs that we talked about, JJ, uh, mm-hmm. JJ talks about in her book in the beginning. What category are you in? Because a lot of times the man has already told us what he wants without communicating with words. We just right. ignore it, and that's and, where the trouble relationships mm-hmm. come in. Yeah, and the other thing too, uh, just to kind of you know, I have a chapter called "Steer Clear of Unavailable Men," mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> this this is a man that is either going to be you know, harmful or dangerous or just not share the load. And a lot of times we don't notice these men because they have some other, you know, positive traits about them, but they're literally unavailable for a relationship because they just That's can't true. carry their weight. And so we gotta, we got to be able to determine, I mean, one type of, I list different types of unavailable man. One I call the always unemployed, un, oh. always unemployed man because there's always, <laughs> it could be, and the key thing is always unemployed. Because there's some times where someone may be out of work, but they're looking or they just fell on hard times. But there are literally some men that will let their girlfriend or mother take care of them for their entire life. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a man that's not ready to be in a committed monogamous relationship because he's not looking to bring anything to really help build up the relationship, you know, financially. From You know, what are you bringing to the relationship other than, you know, yourself? Always unavailable. That's always unavailable. Yes. <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this. I've experienced this. What about when you stand by a man when he's going through the uh, tr- uh, struggle in the transition? I call it. And then as soon as he get on his feet, he gets spiritual amnesia. He kicks you to the curb, and somebody else reaping your benefits. What about that? Mm. Yeah, that, that. Mm. yeah, that's a tough situation because. Um, you know, I think probably many of us have, have experienced that where we kind of helped them get through their tough time when they got on their feet. They kept running. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think for us, as, <laughs> we have to, you know, we have to say, what did I get out of this lesson? Did I, what did I learn? Did I learn I put too much into helping him get on his feet and I lost mm. focus on myself? If I am still able to maintain the quality of life that I want for myself, am I growing spiritually? Am I growing in my career? Am I growing financially? Am I doing all those things or have they been sacrificed because of my relationship with him? Then you've got to check that before he leaves because if that's happening, you're already, gonna, you know, you're already at a disadvantage, but you have to never let that happen during the relationship. So whether or not that's he right. leaves, you're going to be left as strong as when he came there. And yeah. so sometimes we stop focusing on us to help him get on his feet, and then he's gone, and we haven't mm. progressed in two, three years. We're in the same place in life that we were when teach. he got there. Teach this. Teach. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, well, and, ladies, and, ladies yeah. God bless you, and I'm much you. to you, and I, I really enjoy you. God bless you. Take care. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. God bless Thank you. you. You hit on a very important topic, and, and, and as women, we are caretake, caretakers. We know that. But if you are putting all of your your personal ambitions, your personal dreams and responsibilities, and I talk about that in my book, Relationship Reruns, where we t- I've known many women to be in school, wanting to start businesses as soon as they get uh, have that second date. You know, mm-hmm. the calendar is cleared mm-hmm. until, you know, 
until they get what they want. And that what they want is that, you know, white dress and that right. wedding. Um, right, and they'll say, if I if I have to take a class, then, that you know, and the class is two days a week, mm-hmm. that's two days I might not see him if him. he wants to see me. You don't yeah. even know if he wants to see you on the two days, and you've you, already tried to keep him You don't on. know. That's, that's the critical point, JJ. You don't even know. He hasn't even said that, and that is where we get up in the same old cycle, and then two months, that's why summer loving, because a lot of people are going to attach themselves to men and women this summer because um, it's getting hot, JJ. You know, yeah, it's getting summer. hot. You know, it's getting hot. You know, everybody wants a summer fling in the summertime. Oh yeah, and a summer fling, but then after a certain point, you know, goes back to knowing what category you in. Um, mm-hmm. Then you're, you're heartbroken. That's yeah, because you can, yeah, you can be a summer fling, or you can be, um, you know, not you know kind of casual to him for years. Some women think because of the duration that there's a seriousness of commitment. No, you could really be just his jump off or his mm-hmm. other woman for years. So get the signs early because he's he's going to determine who you are in his life. And, and just because years pass by, that means you graduate to a higher level. He could just keep you in that role for years. Oh, that is so good, James. If you, if you need to listen to this archive just to hear what she said, that part. It doesn't matter how long. You could be in 15 years and still be the jump off. Because he's mm-hmm. not committed. I, I'm, no. I know men, they love marriage. They love that stability. And if you're with a man you've been with for that long, he's already told you without telling you that you're not exactly. the one for him. You're exactly right. Oh, my goodness, J.J. Give that, before you give out your contact information, I want somebody's going to win this book, the advanced reading copy of Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating, but you must go to jjsmithonline.com just as it sounds. And you need to tell me, under J.J.'s favorite things, J.J. loves to do a certain thing on Sunday night. You need to tell me what that is, and you can call me back. Call 347-215-6446. Give me that answer. I'm going to take the first caller. Who does that? Now, J.J., I know you wrote this book. What other mm-hmm. things do you have planned outside of your DJing and a demanding job? Well, I actually uh, I, I enjoy writing, so you know I've been working on some um, other. E- well, I actually have some ebooks available on my site. Um, you know, talk about uh, 100 best places to meet men. But there'll be an ebook finish this month in June that's actually called How to Find a Man Like Obama. Mm. Now, wow. the interesting thing about it is what it does. It takes those positive traits that we so much admire in Obama. And it helps you really, you know, say there's the kind of celebrity, you know, he's the president, but what are the positive traits in him that we like? And then how do you really uncover them with the men that are in your life now, in your mm. current or potential partners? And so it's, it, it helps you really be able to figure out traits that we like in a man and admire in a man and to be able to figure out how to go and find that type of man or really uncover them in the man that's right there with you. But it's called How to Find a Man Like Obama. And so there's a lot of ebooks that are also available on the website. We um, have some, you know, free ebooks. Ten um, of my most popular published articles are available for free by joining the mailing list. There's other articles. There's downloads. Uh, probably three or four chapters of the book is available. 
for a free download. So it's a lot of information out there. We try to get information out there um, mm -hmm. and make that available as uh, easy as possible. Wow. Where do you find the time, J.J. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> All of what you do. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a big-time management person. I kind of, you know, I'm almost anal about it, but I do manage to to-do lists. So I always kind of know every day what's realistic in terms of what I can accomplish and try to maintain that to-do list, you know, professionally mm -hmm. and personally, and just try to be disciplined about my time. Um, you know, I try not to allow other people to infringe on it unless it's absolutely necessary because, you know, one thing I've learned, you know, other people will live your life for you if mm. you let them. If you and let so, them. If you let them, they will live your life for you. And so you have to really, you know, stay in charge and, and stay in control of yeah. your time I and how you want to spend it. Yeah, no had to become my best friend. For yeah, but it's years. not easy to say, but it's important to say. And before you go, I saw that you have another ebook on about uh, why premarital sex is not a sin. I know that's a controversial topic, isn't it? Oh my goodness, is it? <laughs> it is an extremely controversial topic. It um, it it basically takes um, you know, it takes some of the uh, there's been some incorrect translations of some of the scriptures. So what it does, it actually walks you through the scriptures so you can better understand. God's view of sexuality um, and how to embrace and express ourselves sexuality. Let me say that again: how to embrace our sexuality as a single Christian. And mm -hmm. the interesting thing about it is, because I'm not a minister or pastor, you know, this is uh, work that's been looked at and reviewed, and I made sure that it was not scripturally inaccurate. So, you know, you'll see references to, you know, different ministers, but it is a, you know, walk through the scriptures, and I always encourage people. You know, God gives us the Bible. He gives us the Holy Spirit. Pray mm -hmm. and let God speak to you. And, uh, you know, depending on where you are in your walk with God, he will speak to you and give you truth. Um, I don't try to convince everyone. I just know for me this has uh, really liberated me in terms of how I view sexuality as a single person. Wow. I'm going to get that. And we'll possibly try to get you back for that one. Real talk, yeah, real talk about real issues, and that is a real issue. It we is. Love, we love controversial, thought-provoking right. topics. Sure, <laughs> take a look, and I, I, I would love to come back and talk about it one day. Yes. So, give us your information. You still have okay. time. If if you don't want to call in, if uh, you're listening, you need to go to jjsmithonline.com dot com under her favorite things, which is under her bio. And see what JJ does on Sunday nights, and give us a call at three four seven two one five six four four six, or shoot us an email at real talk at Tanya White. JJ, you have been terrific, and Thank uh, you. I love your spirit. I love your writing style. We we share similar views, so I know I will help you back. But give us your contact information and final thoughts about why we should love men and why we should find dating right. joyous. Right. Well, again, you can uh, find me on jjsmithonline.com. If you go under contact information, there's an email and a number right there. So if you just go to jjsmithonline.com, it has all the information where you can uh, contact me. And just in closing, I, one of the things I would encourage pe people, women, men, is really, you know, be open-minded about the process of dating. You know, enjoy it. You know, whoever said dating has to end in marriage, don't try to have any preconceived ideas. Every person you meet is not going to be the person you marry. 
to try to get to know people for who they are. And um, you're going to run into some challenges, you know, but life is a process of trying different things. If something doesn't work, try it again. But be enthusiastic, maintain your energy level, and, um, you know, really learn to take control of your dating life and get the results you desire. Yeah, that's phenomenal information. Please take heed to that. And, J.J., we will follow up with yep. you. And if nothing else, you have a fabulous night and a wonderful You week. too. And thank okay. you so much for this wonderful opportunity, Tanya. I appreciate it. Thank you. I had a ball. I had a ball. <laughs> Great. Thank, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we are into overtime. But we talked about why I love men, the joys of dating. Uh, we talked about tips for women and men. We're going to get to the men side next week as we talk about if it isn't love, then what is it? We're going to talk about dating, uh, love, men and women. We have Riel Sims, relationship coach. He calls himself the relationship coach. He's going to be on here giving us a male perspective uh, and giving us what should the men do. There's a lot of men connect with women they know they shouldn't be connecting with or they see the signs and they miss uh, send mixed signals. So next Thursday, we're going to talk about that. If it isn't love, what is it? We're in our summer loving series, and that's what we're talking about. But you don't have to wait until next Thursday to join us because all Monday, every Monday during June, we're having Mega Music Monday because it's Black Music Month. And so this Monday we're talking with Terrell Carter and Tiffany Cooper. Terrell was in Tyler Perry's movie, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, and Tiffany Cooper is a personal friend. We went to high school together, and she has been in some great plays such as Grease, The Buddy Holly Story, and... um, Jesus Christ Superstar. So they're going to talk about music from the theater perspective. Again, if you want to get an advanced copy of J.J. Smith's book, uh, Why I Love Men, The Joys of Dating, the question is, what does J.J. like to do on Sunday nights? That is on her website, jjsmithonline.com, under her bio section, and look under J.J.'s favorite things. Also, for our Boast About your, our book segment, we had Jesse Duckworth, and you can have an opportunity to win his book called Against All Odds. But you must tell us, visit his site at jesseduckworth.com, and tell us what topics Jesse is passionate about talking about. I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in tonight, everyone who was in the chat, Adrena, all of our guests, the incredible one herself, Virtue for Me, um, No Expectations, Faith, and everyone who has uh, logged in and logged off. Um, it has been a great show. We're talking about relationships all June. But uh, if nothing else, we're going to close out with a song I'm going to find. I don't know which one I'm going to find. We've been talking about loving men and dating. Um, but, again, tune in. Uh, sign up for Tanya's Tips free newsletter at tanyawhite.com. Uh, it comes out every Thursday. It gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. But before we leave, at the beginning, I played the wrong commentary from Miss Darnell Jervy. I want to play the correct one that she sent us for June. And so uh, let me play that, and then I'll come back and wrap it up. Hey, Tanya and the Real Talk with Tanya White listening audience. This is Darnell A. Jervy, speaker, author, and consultant, and the founder and CEO of Incredible One Enterprises with your June and Incredible Moment with Darnell. And this month, as you know, 
We're talking about why I love men and the joys of dating. And just like Tony Braxton is singing in the background, I do, I have to admit, you guys, I love me some men. What I love most about men is their ability for me to be my three Ps, my protector, my provider, and my priest. Now, I'm still auditioning or interviewing candidates for this most important position in my life, and that's the way I look at dating. It's so much fun, and I think we take it far too seriously, and we don't allow ourselves to enjoy the process. Yes, the ultimate goal is to find that person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, but you've got to have fun during the process. You've got to enjoy it in order to get some joy. You, more importantly, need to be giving out joy so that you can receive joy back. Because what we do send into the lives of others is most certainly coming back into our own. So when I'm dating, I make sure that I am fun, I am fabulous, and I am flirty, and I'm enjoying the time that we're having. I do speak my mind, and I make sure that it is well-known, those things that I want to do, but I'm also open to the possibility of new things. I think that is so important when it comes to the joys of dating. But more importantly, as I alluded to earlier, women, we need to treat dating as a man interviewing for the most important jobs he will ever have in his life, and that is the ability to be with us. The Bible not only calls us a good thing, but says that a man will obtain his favor when he finds us. Now, ladies, we've got to be a good thing in order to be found. So if you're not a good thing, meaning that you don't have yourself together, you don't know who you are, and you're not complete on your own, then a man who knows and loves God is not going to be able to find you. So before you can even truly enjoy dating, my tip would be to do what I like to call inspect the incredible and take the time to complete that self-assessment and ask yourself those difficult questions. Get down to the good, the bad, and the ugly in an effort to find the beautiful that is within you. If you truly want to enjoy dating and enjoy the process of courting and eventually marriage, then you must learn how to love yourself. I have to tell you that one of the things that I truly love about being with men and and spending time on dates is the gentleman factor and ensuring that the man that I am with recognizes who he has in his possession. Ladies, we are valuable. We are not cubic zirconias. We are diamonds. We not only need to treat ourselves as such, but we need to ensure that the men that we spend time with also treat themselves or treat us as the diamonds that we are by opening our our car door and being respectful throughout the course of the date. We need to set the standard. Men do love rules and regulations, but only when we not only establish them, but we also do it in a polite manner, a fun and flirty manner, and we make sure that we enforce them. So I love dating, and I love me some men, and I hope that these tips have been helpful for you, that you would learn how to, first and foremost, inspect the incredible inside of you so that you can begin to enjoy dating. And more importantly, ladies, more than anything, enjoy the journey. Don't try to go to the altar too quickly. Get to know him. Allow him to get to know you. Be real and be authentic because there is nothing worse than those first 90 days when everything is all warm and fuzzy, and then on day 91, you get to meet the real person because you've been dating his representative. So if you want to enjoy dating, enjoy getting to know yourself, and then you'll be able to love you some men.
So that's my tip for you guys today. I'm so excited, Tanya, for the opportunity to always be here. And I love the first Thursday of the month, which gives me an opportunity just to share a little bit more with your audience, who is the bomb. So I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you so much. And I can't wait for the next opportunity to be back with you guys. Always remember that if you can see the invisible, God can and will do the impossible. So please give yourself permission, ladies, to dream the incredible. And if you're going to dream, you might as well dream to love you some men. Be blessed and be incredible. All right. And that was the incredible one herself for our monthly com- uh, commentary, an incredible moment with Danielle Jervie. Uh She said so many wonderful things. Be authentic. Be the real you because when you're not, then you're going to have problems uh, dating, and dating is going to be a dilemma instead of a joy. Uh, J.J. Smith said take the time to get to know men, and men take the time to get to know women. Don't rush to get to that altar because marriage is a lifetime commitment. We take it too loosely these days and think, that, oh, if I don't like marriage, I can get a divorce. But getting a divorce is far more dreadful than taking the time to learn the person, learn yourself first so you can learn the other person, and then you can see if you all are compatible or not. A lot of people are not compatible, and they ignore those signs, and then that's when dating becomes just disastrous. But when you take that time to get to know you, then you know who you want in your life, then when you come together, It will be a joy. Dating is fun. It doesn't have to be so much pressure to get that white dress. I have had a great time with you, as always. It has been a phenomenal show. Thank everyone once again for calling in. Remember, you need to love men. Men need to love women. Tune in next Thursday as we talk about if it isn't love, then what is it? And if you have nothing to do on Monday, tune in to our Mega Music bonus show with Terrell Carter, Tiffany Cooper, we're going to be out. We're going to close out with uh, Angie Stone and her wonderful song because it's all about uplifting men because when we uplift men, we uplift ourselves and vice versa. We're going to end with Black Brother. See you next week. You have a great week. Um,
call my brother Down for whatever, chilling on the corner, brother Talented brother And to every one of y'all behind bars You know that Angel loves you my black brother
like out on their own Off to raise a family Little babies of their own I'll be here with daddy Just as happy as you please To watch the branches growing On a family's reach And I know that I can never love just one I never knew that I could ever love so much And I know that I can never live my life With my husband and my sons
Hey.